Folks hereabouts say Brer Rabbit's leaving home. I say he's heading for trouble. Everybody Look here, Brother Bear, this is going far enough. Now get down from that tree. We got to cut this fat rabbit what's making a fool out of you. You know, Brer Rabbit, I think I'll have to hang you. That's all right, Brer Fox. Hangs me if you gotta. But please, please don't fling me in that dry patch. my friends, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 465, and I'm here once again not only to help you have the best possible Walt Disney World vacation when you come to the parks, but I also want to help bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with the podcast, my videos, my live broadcasts on Facebook every Wednesday night, my books, audio tours, the blog, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. So I'm going to open up the inbox again this week and answer your questions about topics including hidden gems in the Disney parks, the best quick service dining in Disney Springs, bringing your pet to Disney World in style, dancing at Disney, cruising to Alaska on the Disney Cruise Line, and a very interesting discussion about Disneyland versus Walt Disney World. And of course, I want you to weigh in on the questions as well. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package and a bonus. I'll then have more information at the end of the show about upcoming meets of the month and events and more and your voicemails. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. come up on 10 years and 500 episodes of WW Radio. Actually, although I've been doing this almost 12 years. Anyway, one of the segments I still enjoy most are those in which you are a part of the show and I get to help you. And I think one of the best ways of doing that is by answering your specific questions. And so this week, I am once again going to open up the inbox and answer your emails. And if I had to do like a top 10 reasons why I love listener email shows. First of all, you'd know that it would be more than 10 reasons. And there's a possibility that being able to answer them with Becky Mankin from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel may or may not make that list. In any case, I would like to welcome Her Highness back to the show. Ouch. That was was (laughs) all good stuff in there. I said you might make the list. And I called you... I'm sorry. It was is a it a pseudo compliment right there? And I have no idea why. Well, whatever. I, 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 I always forget. Is it your highness, your your majesty, your eminence? It, you change it really? up all the time. 
Okay, yeah. Um, I No, I won't even go there. I, I do have something for you. Really. You literally no. have a shirt on it that says Kneel Before Zod that you walk, <laughs> that you walk around with. And... Ow. Listen, All right. we no, have emails to get no, to. Before you start, I have something I need to point out to you because I think I have figured something out. I have cracked the code of Lou Mangello, <laughs> just so that you know. Because I know the root of the whole eating thing. I think I know where it came from. Because I am re- I'm visiting New Jersey as we speak, and I was brought this breakfast sandwich that is called the New Jersey Special. That that better be slang for pork roll, egg and cheese with salt, pepper, ketchup on a hard roll. You know what? Pretty darn close. But this one includes like hash browns on it. And no, 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 no. And so basically you're telling me then every single town has its own version of New Jersey special. Well, the pork roll, egg and cheese with salt, pepper, ketchup on a hard roll. That is just, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be done. There are different machinations and derivations of it. But I will tell you, Becky Mankin, that one of the reasons why in less than 24 hours, I'm so excited to get on a plane to go to said New York City for our e-ticket adventure cruise is just so I can eat my way. I'm going to be like like the Cloverfield <laughs> monster eating my way through New York City. I, on so, the list, pork roll, egg and cheese, uh-huh. a Bialy. What? A can, a can, what? You don't even know what a Bialy what is? is? No. I, What's that? All right. I'll sh- listen, stay with me. I will show you my young Padawan. <laughs> a Kanish. But you got to get a Kanish from like the dirty water hot dog guy. And then you have to get a dirty water hot dog too. A real New York lean over the paper plate, drip down your arm, slice of pizza, and maybe a sushi burrito if a there's knish. time. And I didn't know a knish a was pina- a real potato knish. Oh, it'll change your life forever. Because <laughs> that's all. That's, stretchy that, pants do you have with you? That's what I miss about the Northeast is the food. Because you come down to Florida and I say I want a really good bagel, and they point you to the forget it listen yeah. listen so, it's so what's the happened here is i i figured you out it's this is how the whole food thing started because this thing was handed to me it is huge it is dripping in cheese it is way too much food for four people and four people no, i get it i get it four I people it. <laughs> that's not shareable you're doing it wrong <laughs> anyway doing... listen right. uh the food is great but we have questions that we need to answer. We've got lots of them. So much time and so little to do. Strike that. Reverse it. The first question comes from uh, Joe Maniachi. How about that name? From Detroit, Michigan. Go Lions. I mean, go Giants. But anyway. Hey, he goes, hey, Lou, I'm a former CP. That's college program to you and me who loves listening to your show. Your knowledge of hidden gems around property is amazing. Here's my question. My wife and I have a one-year-old daughter who we'll be taking to Walt Disney World for the first time this fall. In Becky's mind, she's like, that's the time I need to avoid because there's young children there. I love children. Stop it. Joe says, I don't know much, but I know I love you. No, I don't know much about the (laughs) WDW Radio meets of the month, so I was hoping you'll have some information for us when we come down this year. Do you know the dates yet? How far in advance do you know them? How large are the meetups and where are they typically held? That's like a Lumon Jello question with nine questions in it. And bonus question, he says, as a CP back in 2006, my time was not spent partying at Vista Way, but spending every possible minute exploring the little corners and nooks and crannies of Walt Disney World property. Some of my best memories are finding the quiet places to myself, insert bird 
background sounds here, and just soaking up the atmosphere. I know from listening that your favorite quiet place in Epcot is outside dining near Katsura Grill, but I'm curious as to what other places you found that you consider hidden gems in the Magic Kingdom, around the Monorail Resort area, and at the Epcot Resort area. Thanks, God bless, your buddy, your pal, Joe Maniachi from Detroit, Michigan. All right, so first things first, WW Radio Meets of the Month, I have been doing since January 2006, seven, since January 2007. Uh, if you have never attended one before, they are casual meetups in Walt Disney World and sometimes land and sea and everywhere else in between. <laughs> um, I We just had October's meet of the month. I don't have November's um, planned as yet. It's a little crazy with the cruise and with Thanksgiving, but I always have them on property, sometimes in the parks, sometimes outside the parks in case you don't have a park ticket. You can come by yourself. You can bring the whole tribe. Even if Becky's there, it's safe to bring your children. I promise you. Um, <sighs> How large are they? They vary. Um, they and, and sometimes people come and go. I usually try and stay there for a couple of hours. We've had meets where we've had, uh, you know, and I'm ballparking 150 people show up, especially like marathon weekend and stuff like that. Um, and sometimes it's smaller. There might be 20, 30 people. And it's just a great way, not for you to come and meet me, but really I do it so I can meet you so I can look Joe in the in the eyes and shake his hand and give him the handshake and the hug and hear your story and uh, and thank you for allowing me to do what I do and little secret I do it so you Joe can meet other listeners as well and it's been great to see the friendships and the relationships and the marriages come out of meets of the month and if you want to find out when and where they are and they are always have been will be free you can go to the events page at facebook.com slash wdw radio and rsvp and let us know that you're coming and spread the word and invite a friend how's that becky Mankin? That wasn't bad. It was a pretty good explanation. And there's so much fun because you do get to meet the people that you see that uh, converse with you on the on the Wednesday night shows. And seeing people in person is so much more fun because then you can put names to faces and you hear backstories of where they're from and what they do and what they like. It really is fun to meet everybody. The line for me well, starts to the left. No, no. So what happens is I'm the warm-up act. I'm I'm the person that's okay, like wait, trying to entertain got, people while they're waiting in line shush, for you. Stop it. So. Listen, he's got real questions. He's got real questions. We gotta give him real answers. Because I dig this. Maybe and, we and should I am, set up a fast pass. I hate you so much. Uh, <laughs> it is I love, love, love the hidden gems, right? Those those places in the parks and the resorts to sort of get away. There are things that You'll see on the map, but you don't necessarily notice. And what I mean by that, Becky, are they're not attractions. They're not shows. They're not things to get in line or fast pass for. But some places just to sometime sit back, relax, have a snack, and just watch the people go by. And yes, you are right. Uh, Sitting uh, amongst the bamboo and the lanterns and the waterfall outside Katsura Grill in Japan is is possibly my favorite um, of all of those places. But he wants to know some of those hidden gems. We'll do them one by one. In Magic Kingdom, around the monorail, and at Epcot. So in Magic Kingdom, 
a lot of the ones that I have loved over the years um, have been disappearing with some of the new additions. For example, one of my favorite places when I was working on some of my audio tours and trivia books was there used to be a bench outside of Tinkerbell's Treasures around the, the right corner right by the exit door for Peter Pan's uh, – sorry, right by the exit door for um, uh, Mickey's Magic. And why I loved it was because it was in the shade and those exit doors were always open. So you were outside, but you had a, you had a constant flow of air conditioning on you the whole time. They've taken that <laughs> away. Important. It's a source of the Magic Kingdom <laughs> spot now. Um, I will tell you, one of the places, some of the places I like going in Magic Kingdom are uh, the seating area just outside Friar's Nook. That mm-hmm. used to be the old... Uh, the, the old Snow White gift shop. I love it because it's in the shade. You've got a great view of um, the the carousel. You've got a great view of New Fantasyland. You can hear the people on Mine Train. Who am I kidding? There's pot roast mac and cheese right there. Uh, <laughs> the lunching pad seating under Rocket Tower Plaza. Again, I like because you get that beautiful view in the shade of the Avenue of the Planets. And there's food there as well. One of my favorites is the train station. Just being up at the top of the train station and looking down and what people watching down Main Street. You, you, I know why you like that because you can't actually get onto the castle. So that's as close. You get to wow. stand above all of your minions and look down upon wow, your kingdom. Do you do oh, that? Oh, geez, I just walked right into that. Do you didn't stand I? like Leonardo DiCaprio no. at, the, at the bow of the Titanic <sighs> and just open up your arms and like these are my people? Seriously, <laughs> my loyal subject. <laughs> do you have a throne right into in that? <laughs> Do you so like sit on the bench right as it, if it's like you, your throne? All right, this is what happens. I so need to get a picture of you doing for that for so long because you are like getting four months of built up tension. Can we just do? Can we do me a favor? Time. The next time we're there, can we get a picture like Jack and Kate, no. like you leaning over like the bow of Titanic? No, <laughs> and get somewhere to like. Oh, I'll get you a little no. princess crown. I haven't even heard it. I'm gonna say no. Okay, let's go to the monorail resorts. We're having too much fun and not getting to the question. Sorry. Wait, um, can I just? My other one, and I know what you said was not an attraction, but I like the the people mover, and I also like hanging out on Tom Sawyer Island. Just again, a place to sit and soak in the atmosphere and the quiet, and do don't make fun of me. I like that. It's really when nice you say out. hang out, you mean renting out so they get all the children <laughs> off first. Are you done yet? Really. No. I'm just is, getting started, is, sister. Is this gonna, you know, we're going to be together for many, many days starting tomorrow. So therefore, It's be good nice. that I'm getting it out now. I understand. All right. So let's go over to the monorail resorts. The first, first thing sure. I thought of is um, is over at the Grand Floridian. I love sitting excuse me, in the lobby of the Grand Floridian. But for me, my little hidden hideaway is is not on the lobby level, but on the second levels, on the elevator side, there are a few really comfortable couches there. There's also a small outside terrace. So if it's not too hot out or in the evening, you can sit out on the terrace. There's maybe four or five small tables there. Uh, I've done a lot of writing and working there before. I think I did a live video broadcast from there a few years ago. You look over the Seven Seas Lagoon. You look over the pool area. But if you are sitting inside, what is really nice is that you have the Grand Floridian Society Orchestra right there. 
and food and cocktails at the uh, at, at Meisner's Lounge. But it's very calm. It's very soothing. It's very relaxing. It's a nice place to sit by yourself and work or think or, you know, sit with a couple of friends and chat. And having the lobby music there, especially like during the holidays, is really, really a nice little place. And it's never crowded upstairs. And I was going to say the holidays, especially. That's a great place to hang out because you have the characters come in and out and around and the smell of the gingerbread house. The scent, so good. The scent of the gingerbread house. What? <sighs> okay. Same. Same difference. All right, Just, over at the <laughs> over. At you the, owe me so many beverages. Listen, you know the amount of grief I give you is directly proportionate to how much I love you. So you must really, really there, love me today. <laughs> over in the Epcot resorts, there are so many secret little hideaways. I actually do not want to give them all away because there are a few that are still uh, like Star Trek Six. They're like the undiscovered okay. country. See, that's what I was going to say about Magic Kingdom, where you're saying, oh, they're slowly disappearing. No, you're telling people, and then they know where to find you. I didn't say I told them all of them yet. Sorry. (laughs) But at Epcot, there's a few that that I still really, really like, and there's a couple of very, very small nooks and crannies, whether you want to relax, work, people watch. Uh, I love the comfy chairs and the couches over at the Beach Club lobby, especially the ones over by the window. Uh, I'm going to speak your language, Becky Mankin, because if you can't find her um, overlooking her kingdom, you will probably find her in the Cruise Cup Lounge. Yeah, probably. You're like, of course, why wouldn't you? Yeah, Um, exactly. They have great sunken treasures there. On the boardwalk side, I love sitting outside on the second level upper deck overlooking the the lake and the grass, especially in the the spring and the fall when there's a nice little breeze. And once again, to bring it back in Becky language, the Bellevue Lounge, uh, the only thing they're missing at the Bellevue Lounge is food. Food. Otherwise, it's a really nice place. And I love all the old games and the radios and the music that's playing in the background. And yeah, I like sitting out on the terrace there too because you can people watch and have your beverage and enjoy the music and again around the holidays that's a great place to hang out too because the the tree is right there in the center courtyard area um it's a just a great place to relax i agree all right so my buddy michael steinmetz who i believe still lives out in lost wages says hey lou and of course becky back on show 364 you and little timmy foster did your top 10 quick service restaurants it was a great episode but I know that restaurants and menus are constantly changing in Walt Disney World. My question is this. Are there any new must-eat quick service restaurants? I know Disney Springs is getting tons of new restaurants, and my wife and I want to eat well on our upcoming trip this fall. Oh, you'll (laughs) eat well, my friend. Uh, Thank you for all you do. Hopefully, when you come back to New Orleans, hopefully you will come back to New Orleans. We missed you when you were were here last. Thanks, Michael Steinmetz. All right, so Michael, I'm going to try and answer this question quickly because you know this could be an entire show for me. I'm going to give you my top three. Excuse me. Let me try that again. Top three (laughs) new quick service restaurants in Walt Disney World, in Disney Springs specifically. Mm, Okay. Oh, you said quick service. Curses. Yeah, wow, I don't care. Yeah, it's quick service. So. so I will tell you, the Morimoto Asia has the street food out in Disney Springs. I love, love, repeat in big puffy letters, love <laughs> Morimoto Asia. Also, the Daily Poutine 
which are like two of the most amazing words squished together as one, poutine on a daily basis. The daily poutine, which is uh, located over by World of Disney, is, listen, as if you as if you needed to make French fries any better, you put gravy and cheese curds on them. Ay, sweet, fancy okay. Moses. That's a good time in a cup right there. Is that what poutine is? Oh, I'm I in so much even, trouble right now. <laughs> I don't even know you anymore. I have never had poutine. You keep talking about it. Wait a second. Saying, Wait I'm a second. Introduce you to poutine, and you we never We went. We went to mine, and what now? My kids like one. One of their favorite cities in the world, which is Vancouver. Not that it's the home of poutine, but they had their share of. You did not have poutine while you were there. I was working. I was. You were was sitting right next ready. to me, drinking your face off. Who are you kidding? <laughs> I'm working. I don't remember. Wait, I don't remember My having cocktail. No. Is not quite I sweet you having poutine. We did. Oh, listen, we have to go back. Maybe well, we. Yeah. Should, maybe we should go back to Alaska <gasps> just so we can have. Poutine. <laughs> we can have a poutine meet before the next Alaska. <gasps> See, now you're speaking my language. Okay, see? Although that's not really the home of the best poutine, and I know those of you in Quebec and and Toronto might be saying, we have the best, and I will go on my poutine world tour. But (laughs) I will tell you that the poutinery and the Morimoto Asia street food are two of my favorites in Disney Springs. Wow. The poutinery. There's a poutinery. That that sounds serious. That's like some serious stuff right there. B.B. Wolf's Sausage Company. That's a good time right there, too. Haven't seen that. What do you do when you uh, never? Don't you know what? Don't even say anything. <laughs> I'm Don't say anything. So there you go. Uh, and if you listener have one of your favorites that you want to add in, do me a I favor. Have one. You do. Yes. Go ahead. Because cupcakes are food, right? <laughs> what? Cupcakes are. I guess <laughs> if you are six, cupcakes are food. <laughs> or yeah. sixty, it doesn't matter. Dude, seriously. Cupcakes are food. Sprinkles is pretty awesome. You got to admit, that that place has some pretty rocking cupcakes and an ATM for cupcakes. I so mean, I will tell you on. something. I have not had a Sprinkles cupcake. <gasps> what? I have not. You, of all people? I know, I'm, you know me. I'm more of a... Listen, I would rather go over to... I would rather have a... Wetzel pretzel. Oh, who am I kidding? I, the poutinery is right there. I'd rather have a poutine <laughs> than a cupcake. Ah, but uh, live a little. Get a little sweet side in you, would you? That'd be awesome. Morimoto Asia street food. Not they've got frosting. these like bao tacos, <gasps> like the bacon on top of cupcakes. They have a um, a chilled sesame lo mein, and you know what I like most about Morimoto Asia street, street food is. Say you're there late night and you're walking around. Maybe you, you Becky, I'll, I'll speak. You're, maybe you've had a cocktail or six and you want something to eat. Murmoto Asia street food is a really nice. You overlook the water there. You know, I, I'm, I'm thinking that what we could probably tell Michael to do is just go to Disney Springs and hit those food trucks. You know what? You can do the food trucks. That would not be where I would send you first. Really? Disney Springs okay, maybe not first, is become they, a culinary destination. Something right. you could not have said about the old Pleasure Island downtown Disney. Right. And uh, Sam's Art the, Smith, the bubble listen, dancing machine. Boathouse, Boathouse. And if you're still hungry, yeah. Boathouse. Boathouse. 
But we're it's quick service. We're still talking quick service. So that's why I was thinking the food trucks because that is a quick service You've seen location, me right? Lou dining is never a quick service experience. <laughs> Yeah, because they have to call out for more supplies to make more. I've already called the Disney Magic and let them know that I'm coming. So Bannis is is stocked. All right. Let's move on to Rob Melton from beautiful downtown Anaheim, California, home of the Anaheim Angels and Disneyland. He says, hey, oh, he starts off by saying thesis, colon. Oh, this this can't be good. (laughs) Oh, I like how he laid this out. Thesis, colon. If you only have one day. To visit Walt Disney World, which park would you visit and why? He goes on to say, backstory. I like how you do this, Rob. Hey, Lou, I'm Rob Melton from Southern California. I'm a fairly new member of the community and love the podcast. I was referred to the show from our mutual friend, Frank Cassano. I love oh, Frank Cassano. Frank. Al, A.K. Frank from Texas, who I think is love now Frank. Frank from Scotland or UK or or somewhere in the, the European world. With big shout out to Frank, Ashley, and little Frankie. He says, my wife is graduating this year with her bachelor's degree. So as a graduation gift, I'm taking the family on the WW Radio podcast, Disney Dream Cruise next June. Yay! Insert rounds of applause from the audience. Uh, after che- That's the double dip. After checking out the timing of the cruise and our current schedules, I think we might be able to squeeze in one day in Walt Disney World immediately after the cruise. I want to know which park would you recommend to visit for someone who has never been to Walt Disney World before and why? Now, I assume that your answer is going to be Magic Kingdom, but here's the curveball to the question. We live in SoCal and D-Land DCA are literally in our backyards. Uh Does this information change your outlook as well? Thanks for all the great information. Look forward to the response and I look forward to meeting you next June, if not sooner. The double dip, double dip. Two, count them two, Becky Mankin stops at Castaway Key. I am be awesome. super, stupid excited for that. It'd be uh, better if it just docked overnight. That's what I'm I, listen, I'm telling you, they are going to figure out how they can do that one day. And you're going to go, I remember when Lou Mangiello said that back in 2016. And to be able to say that you were right. Yes. Just once. And, and, just just okay. once. Okay. All right. But his question is, so he's <laughs> never been to Disney World before. Uh-huh. He lives right by Disneyland. Uh, what park would he go to if he only had one day? I'm going to let you answer this first because I'm curious as to your response. I, I have, I, I mean, I know exactly what my answer is no matter yeah, what you say. I, I, I'm going to have to take that, that cue of taking Magic Kingdom off the table because if, if you go to Disneyland a lot, while there's some really good things that, uh, that are different, I'm going to take them off the table. I I would probably lean to Epcot because if you could only pick one, um, especially if they're adults, between the food and if you love space and want to experience the centrifuge, that's there too, which you're not going to get in Disneyland. Um, Because the only two, if you think Animal Kingdom experiences that you can't have at Disneyland, but they do have San Diego that has the safari, that type of thing. And I know I'm reaching, but and Hollywood Studios, maybe after all the new stuff is open, I think I have to go to Epcot. So, Counselor, let me ask you this. <clears throat> if I turn the question around and said, <laughs> uh-huh. I live in So Orlando and Walt Disney World is in my backyard, I only have one day to go and visit Disneyland. Do I go visit Disneyland or California Adventure? What would you say? <sighs> 
Okay. Right. You're going to you're going to tell me to go visit Disneyland, right? No, I'm going to tell you to go to California no, Adventure. No, you're not. Yeah, you're, there's because... no way no. you are not going to tell me <sighs> to go visit the original park where Walt well, walked to compare and contrast the Disneyland wait. experience versus the yes. Magic Kingdom experience. I get that. However, over at California Adventure has one of the most cozy cones. I'm sorry, forget they have they have cozy cones. Detailed I'm wrong. lands in the United States. Cozy Cars Land. Land was one of the the most amazing, eye popping, eye opening lands that they've ever done, and to miss that, I, I think so I would Cars go to Land, And I'm and I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm 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 challenging. I want you to yeah. Cars Land to mm-hmm. you trumps the overall Disneyland experience for somebody who's never been to either? No. Okay. So I if, just if, dropped the mic. The person, no, no, because I guess part of it depends on who we're talking about here because if it is a big Disney fan that really loves the history and Walt and all of that, it is more important to walk in Walt's footsteps. It would be more um, meaningful to them probably to see the lamp in the window. It probably would be more meaningful to see the things that were originally created um, for someone who really loves that, uh, that history and that piece of it. If you're looking at someone who really may not have a connection to the history and they're just looking for a really different experience and seeing something else that Disney has done, I would still go to California Adventure probably after the new um, Marvel stuff, the tower turns over to Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, but I still kind of, I, I'm still kind of there. But so like I, I said, if this person is really into the Disney history, then yes, you're right. Uh, immediately, because any huge Disney fan that understands the legacy of Walt and wants to to walk in his footsteps and look up at that lamp, you've got to go there. So to turn it back around to Rob's original question, mm-hmm. he's going with his wife to celebrate her bachelor's degree. He's taking his family. So I'm, I'm assuming that there's children in there. I don't know what age Rob, I, I have to tell you, I, I'm going to stick by my guns and say, I think that you have to go to magic kingdom first. I, I think it's almost a rite of passage, <clears throat> excuse me, for a first time visitor to Walt Disney world. I think the first experience that you should have should be walking through that portal under the train station turning the corner as you come through town square and getting the reveal okay. of the castle. Right. But wait a minute, uh, turning it back around on you a little bit too. And I, I, it's not that I don't agree with that, but tell me the next question would be, so what is the experience going to be like that is so much different than what I see every day when I go to Disneyland? If I have to tell you, Becky Mankin, no, how the experience you. is different in Walt no. Disney World than Disneyland, I'm asking. I'm out of. You you're out of order. Question. This whole th- what? <laughs> I'm asking you to answer the question for the people who are listening right now, who might might be going, "Why would I want to go all the way across the country and go into a park that's essentially I, I, has the same type of experiences?" So I'm no, asking it, you to ask, answer the question. It's familiar. But very different. It's familiar, but look, (laughs) look, I think I will tell you that uh, the first time I went to Disneyland, uh, I was meeting some guy friends there. I had gotten there the night before. I checked into my little Best Western across the street. I'm like, I've got some time to kill. I'm going to go over. I will tell you, and I am 
you know, man enough to say it. When I stepped foot onto Main Street and I stood in the center of Town Square in the shadow of Walt's lamp and I looked down at Sleeping Beauty Castle, I wept. I did. Yeah. I, I yeah. cried. I think... You're the person I'm talking about, the, the person who connects to that historical and I think, piece. I think, look, I know Rob, I, I, right? I can feel it from Rob. Rob is going to go there with his wife and children. They're going to turn the corner in front of the confectionery and they're going to see this grand and miraculous, not spaceship, a grand and miraculous <laughs> castle. And I think they will have that same experience. And they will stand there for no less than 10 minutes looking down Main Street comparing the size, the scale, the color, the architecture, all the things that are similar yet so very different. And then I think there are going to be, as they walk through and almost get in a good way disoriented because things aren't where they're quote unquote supposed to be in Magic Kingdom versus Disneyland. And they explore lands that don't exist like a Liberty Square, like a storybook circus, like all the things that are just different than here i don't even mean the individual attractions but i think the overall experience itself okay i'll granted that especially with kids because i was coming at this from the adult thing because for some reason i was picking up on him and his wife but not the kids that could change it because epcot's not the best place in my opinion for kids when you have all of those choices but this is a really interesting question as you can tell because we can easily it's for a Libra such as myself, it's easy to go from one side to the other because there's pros and cons for, for both sides. I think the ultimate answer should be figure out a way to have more than one day. <laughs> at the. I can book that for you. I can make that happen. We we can make that happen for you. Give us a call. We can make sure that you have at least three days and you can hit four parks. Now, just, just for argument's sake, if okay. I was to take Magic Kingdom off the table, um mm-hmm. Because of where it is right now in terms of construction, Hollywood Studios would be lowest on the list. Depending on the ages and interests of your children, I could, as a former recovering attorney and litigator, I could make a strong argument for Disney's Animal Kingdom to be second, although not in the summer. Uh, I would probably go, though, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, DAC, and Hollywood Studios in order. Yeah. Okay. I would would agree, but depending on – I guess I would have to ask him more questions as to what the experience they want to have is. And after you've asked those questions, then I could transpose Epcot to Magic Kingdom or, or, or reverse. But it depends on the ages of the kids. And again, how connected they are to Disney history and uh, and how important that would be to, to have that. And you, uh, my friend, the listener, who is either in the car, on the ferry, at the treadmill thing, whatever that is, or wherever you might be listening to the show, if you agree, disagree, have a different answer, I would love, love, love to hear it. Email me, lou at wradio.com. Better yet, call the voicemail with your answer to this question, 407-900-9391. You do, you do know that, that- 407-900-93. That's 407-900-WDW1. Bang. <laughs> and it's not the size of your castle, really. <laughs> What? You know what? I'm just going to let that sit right there. It's what you do with it. All right. Hey, Lou (laughs) and Becky. It was an honor and a pleasure meeting the two of you while working at the happiest place on earth. I know exactly who this guy is without reading any further. Uh, We were in Disneyland 
just a, a few months ago eating a corn dog at the aforementioned Main Street USA. Right. I was spending an inordinate amount of time trying to film a video. And Isn't that like your fifth corn dog? Don't something? judge me. Uh, what's his name? Jake uh, was there. So he says, hey, sorry that I interrupted your corn dog dinner. Do not apologize, my friend. Uh, but I couldn't get a, let a chance to meet you go untaken. Completely made my night. Jake, man, it made my night too. Anyway, I've been wondering, what are some of the benefits of a value resort? I'm planning for a trip to Walt Disney World later this year or maybe early next year. And I'm curious about the quality of food, entertainment, transportation, etc. of the values. I want to get a great resort experience for my first trip ever to the world. And I'm wondering if I can find that in the values. Oh, Jake, just let me get to my meat. Just let me get my hands on this question. Thank you for your help and for your podcast. Your friend, Jake Schachtel. Jake, thank you, brother. I hope to see you again when I come out to Disneyland for the expo with Becky Mankin in June. But... Let's get on. Now, Becky, I know this is tough for you to answer because they are speak. It's like it's like you trying to talk about Jupiter, a place that you've never been before is a value resort. I have stayed at every single value resort. So I have driven by every value resort and (laughs) waved at the peons. No. So, Jake, (laughs) I will tell you, um, I am so exasperated. right? You (laughs) love me. Uh, I love the value resorts. Right. And and I think, um, you know, value resort does not mean that it's any less of a truly magical, wonderful Disney experience. Right. Um, for years, Pop Century was the place that I would, especially when I was traveling from New Jersey, I would go to and stay. I think right now, Art of Animation is brilliantly done. Mm-hmm. It does not feel like a value resort. I think it's like a moderate light or a value plus, whatever you want to call it. And I think that you do get all the things that you mentioned. Quality food, there's entertainment there, there's tra- there's easy transportation to the parks. I-, I think it's oftentimes a smart way to travel because you could save money for other things like food and mm-hmm. snacks and then dessert and souvenirs and then food. Um, you know, a lot of times, especially when you're traveling to Walt Disney World, your resort experience can be a shower in a bed. And folks, showers, remember, not optional, especially in the summer. Um, the ease <laughs> of the access to the parks is one of the many reasons why you stay on property. But at a place like Art of Animation, the Landscape of Flavors uh, food court, which we've done a live review on, I, I will pull it up or put it in the show notes, um, is I think possibly, maybe I should need to do a top 10 food court review, is possibly one of, if not the best and most um, various has the greatest variety of options in their food court. There is entertainment there. If you go and check in, please, please, please go into the lobby. I think he's still there three times a day. My buddy, uh, an amazing Disney artist, Jason Zucker, is in the library. In the library, <laughs> he is in the lobby giving drawing lessons. So you remember the old. Uh, you know, uh, you used to be able to learn how to draw over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. He does that in the lobby every day for free. And whether you are visiting the resort wow. or staying at the resort, uh, he will teach you and your kids that are drawing. You get to walk away with something. I think it's incredibly well themed. There's ease of transportation to all the resorts. Um, I-, I think that to me, Becky, is the way to do it. Well, it's interesting because. Value, moderate, deluxe, 
it's like flavors of ice cream or wine or beer. <laughs> it comes down to personal taste and what you put enough value on to spend money on. For example, like you said, the value resorts, they're just as, as magical. It's still Disney property. You still have um, a lot of great experiences within that resort. Some people prefer to spend less money on their accommodations because location may not be important to them. They just want a place to um, to sleep and grab something in a food court and jump in the pool, but they're going to spend most of their time in the theme parks, right? Others may prefer to go to a deluxe resort because they want to just jump on a monorail and get right to the park. And they do want those added conveniences and maybe a larger room because they're going to spend more time at the resort. So I personally think it just comes down to personal taste and what you put value on for uh, where you want to spend your money. And any of the uh, resorts on property are going to be a good choice depending on what is most important to you for your stay. Show number 399, nine times, 399 <laughs> was the live review of Landscape of Flavors. And and if you do spend time at the resort, I can easily make an argument as to why Art of Animation is one of the nicest places to stay in terms of the theming of the resort, all the, the icons that are there. And I will put their pool up against almost any other pool on Walt Disney World property. Where else can you oh. hear music <clears throat> underwater? Don't. Point. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I can't say somewhere, but it's not going to be on Disney property. Um, another thing, too, to keep in mind is they are priced or stated as value moderate and deluxe a lot depending on its location. So if you don't mind spending extra time or some people will go, you know what, I don't really want to spend that extra time in the buses or I don't want to have my own car. I'd rather be right there. That's how uh, one of the benefits of having uh, one of the different categories as well. But again, I really do enjoy the the theming of the value resorts. And I'm all in there with you on Art of Animation because it is so well done. And the icons on the outside of the buildings are so much fun. I, I think that they did a really good job with them. Trivia question. What is the name of the main no. pool at Art of Animation? It's a pool. <laughs> and if you sing it, I'll, I'll give you get extra make, credit. You want me to sing? You really want – how about you? In the to... big blue pool, oh. we're going to go explore. Oh. In the big blue pool? No. And look, there's – the other thing too in terms of mm. – maybe you want to spend a day outside the parks – there's a lot to do there. So a lot of times um, they have the movies outside, the movies under the stars. There's you could rent a Surrey bike there, which I don't know if you can do at at um, any of the like the All Stars. There's uh, I'm still a geek, so I like the arcade. Um, you can let's see. There's the oh I like the ar- there's the arcade. There's playgrounds. Um, there's jog if if you're a runner. Uh, there's jogging trails. I think it's almost like a so- mile and a half trail there. So um, Pop Century to you, what what do you, what's your opinion over there? So Pop Century obviously was the original, you know, half of what was going to be right. um, this, this. I feel the same way, I but I do think that Art of Animation is just a step above for all the reasons we just gave Pop Century. But, I, but that being said, I also do like the theming and all the retro stuff that um, Pop Century has in it. Okay. 
So, all right, let's go to Chris. Chris, he has he's like Madonna, has no last name. He says, Lou, I've been listening to your show for quite a long time and really enjoy it while I'm driving home from work. My question is this. Are there any options available for staying at Walt Disney World Resort with your pet? If not, what options are available? He's not a small dog. He weighs about 60 pounds. That's like a big human. We've never had him in a kennel and he stays inside. So he's house trained. Thanks for your help, Chris. Um, Chris, I think it's cool, man, that you travel with, um, and and that's, he's not like traveling with his pet iguana or like his bearded dragon. He's traveling with a 60 pound dog. (laughs) Becky, correct me if I am wrong. Um, unless it is a service animal, you cannot bring a pet up into a resort. I think Fort Wilderness may have some different, um, possibly might be different there, but, um, I will tell you that I have brought um, my pets to the uh, Best Friends Pet Care, which is over mm-hmm. by the Port Orleans Resort. It is it is like the Grand Floridian for pets. <laughs> it's really almost like, and I think it's, and, and I might be like 20,000 square feet of, of indoor and there's outdoor space as well. There's a dog park. They've got like 40 or 50 like well-trained like pet care providers and it's look i get it it's like your child like trusting and trusting someone with the care of a member of your family it's that your you love yeah. it is is um is is something very serious and something that you worry about but i will tell you and becky you know what you know what if becky was oh, to be reincarnated um as they wait a minute because if you have so for dogs they actually have vip Luxury suites. Those are Becky's three favorite words in the world mushed together as one. You can get for your pet a 200. What are you trying to say? Just listen. Wait, there's more. Oh, no. There's Please a 226 square foot suite that includes two oh, potty walks, two playgrounds, a flat screen TV. A webcam so you can watch Little Rover, bedtime stories, I kid you not, and after three days, it's like going to the spa, they give them a bath. Wow. There's also vacation villas, a little bit smaller, 72 square foot, it includes one potty walk, a playground, a flat screen TV, and a turned down biscuit. I'm reading this from the site. I'm not kidding you. But there are indoor suites and outdoor suites. That's if you awesome. have a cat, they have co- they have kitty condos. You can get a two level or if you know, you're really rolling, you could do a four level condo for your kitty. Nice. And, and you know, we were kidding before about the uh, the bearded dragon, but if you have a bird, uh, a, a reptile, a little yeah. a little rodent, right? You can actually bring pocket pets in they there as to be well. Hamsters, not, sorry, not not rodents. They prefer to be called hamsters. Or I'm reading mice. from the site. I'm listen. The the American. <laughs> Zoological Pet Friend Association of America calls them rodents. So, and they base the rates on the size of the enclosure: small, wow. medium, large, or extra large. Look, I will tell you, I brought my cat there. Um, there are a lot of things they don't just sort of put them in a cage and leave them there. And I'm, I'm, I'm don't laugh because if you're a, if you're a pet lover, you'll get this. 
there is playtime and playgroups yeah. and cuddle times and ice cream breaks and, you know, activities. They do a lot with them, so it keeps them active there yeah. is a salon there so if you want to do a little bit You're of really getting into this aren't you i am i'm getting excited i want to take my cats <laughs> there just so i can go back again um but if you want to you know give them you know have them washed or do a flea treatment or a mani i'm not kidding they'll do like <laughs> kitty mani petties and stuff like that uh you can do it you can go and visit the pet bet best say that twice best friends pet care website or call 877, the number four, WDW Pets. Okay, well, that's awesome. And as a pet parent, I totally get that. And nobody really wants to leave their pet anywhere because they're your kids. So I do have some other options, believe it or not. You're correct. On the Disney resorts themselves do not allow. However, in the downtown, No, the Disney Springs area now. I keep saying downtown Disney. I cannot get that out of my head. Um, There's a couple of options there off property. If you really don't like the the idea of kenneling your or putting them in a how many foot? Did I mention that they have cuddle time? (laughs) I'm not. I want to go there just for the cuddle time. So the Sheraton Lake Buena Vista does allow pets up to 60 pounds in the Disney Springs area. So does the Hyatt Regency Cypress Gardens, which isn't too far away. Both of them are right in that area. That one is up to 50 pounds, I believe. And what you can do is uh, take your pet, have them with you overnight, but then you can do the daycare over at the um, at the Best Friends uh, pet care location too so that they're not by themselves in the room. Four Seasons allows pets up to 20 pounds, which is right there on property as well. Um and then one other over, I know it's it's the Lowe's properties that is over at the place that you won't ever let me talk about, but they the do place have, that the light the light doesn't touch. Wow. It, anyway, they Lowe's properties have always been very pet friendly, and they even have room service menus and little blankets and all kinds of turn down services for your pets over there too. So if it's something that you really want to have your pet with you, it's another option. You would just have to, of course, drive over to, um, to the Disney property, but you have some options for those who have larger pets. And I think the first phone call I would probably make if you didn't want to kennel them is the Sheraton Lake Buena Vista, since they do have that option for up to 60 pounds. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. But what about that shadowy place? <sighs> That's beyond our borders. You know you what? must never go there, Simba. Your secret safe <laughs> with me, Mangello. Your secret right. safe with me. Listen, we uh, a couple more questions. I can't wait write the book about we you. We uh-huh. have a couple. Listen, we're going to hit these quick. <laughs> yeah, sure. Next let's, question. Let's see if that's actually I possible. I know, not going to happen. All right. He says, dude, exclamation point. And, that's whenever t- and I know exactly who this is because every thing that I write on Facebook, he just writes, dude, we're going to be coming down at Christmas time and at the end of February. Nice. It's a delayed honeymoon for my wife and I. Congratulations. We got married in June, but didn't want to come down in the heat of summer. Sing it, brother. I know how you feel. Uh, we'll be looking for a place to go dancing, and I'll hope you can give us a lead. Oh, you're talking my language, brother. I'm guessing someplace in Disney Springs. I listen to you all the time. I am currently binge listening from episode one. Yikes. Oh, no. That's a Thank lot you of for all that don't listen to episode <laughs> one. It's six and a half minutes of terror. Um, you bring back and for all the tips uh, and what to do when we are down there. Uh, in February, we're going to be down there with my son and his family with five grandkids. 
Take cool. care, dude. Dave Levin Sr. Dude. Focus, dude. Dude, focus. So um, we will not talk about uh, Lou's Cavaricci stays in Hoboken, but... It is truly magical to watch him dance. But listen, you are asking, where can you dance in Walt Disney World? You know what I'm going to tell you? Anywhere, brother. You dance anywhere (laughs) you darn well feel like it. During a parade, with the characters... Over at Club Villain, that's the beauty about coming to Disney World. You dance whenever it moves you. You hear music you like in World Showcase with some of the live entertainment, you go dance out there. You're never going to see most of these people ever again. This is your chance to go and dance on the sidelines during a parade or dance with... I'm not kidding you. That was my first answer. I know that's not what he was looking for, so I'll get to the actual locations, but that's what I'm telling you, Dave. I don't care if you're Dave Levin Sr., the 3rd, or the 18th. Take your grand... I'm going to get choked up. You take your grandkids by the hand... Mm-hmm. And you you dance with them on the, the sidewalks of Magic Kingdom. Now... If you're talking about, you know, getting down with your bad self, I would then go in the evening to Atlantic Dance Hall, which which unfortunately or fortunately is um, it's never really crowded there. But it is a beautiful venue and a great place to go. I understand that because it is one of the only places that you can formally dance. And it says it's our music. It's our right on the side of the building. What? It's it what? says dance hall right on the side yeah. of the building. But nobody goes there. Nobody I don't goes. understand why. I. It's a, why, it's, why do you think? It is a hidden. I think that is a hidden, hidden gem. gem. You know what? I'm going to find a way to introduce or bring people to that venue and to should. that experience. Why don't we have a meetup there? No. You know what? You like know that there's. You know there's an idea that I've had for a long time. Yes. That's where it has to happen. Ooh. Get on that. Oh. That's where it happens. <gasps> oh. I'm thinking of, yeah, remind, I, that's good. Wait a minute. People always wondered how we come up with this stuff. This I'm going to tell you something. That's going to happen in 2017. It will? Yep. Okay. Because it may or may not be the 10th anniversary of WWE Radio. <gasps> oh, that's perfect. Boom. Isn't it? That being said, I know Dave we're talking Levin about after senior. we're done recording. Okay, mm. go ahead. <laughs> Atlantic Dance Hall. Yeah. I'm going to give you the hidden gem to end all hidden gems. What's that? A place that, Dave, I'm, I'll am i bet you probably have never even heard about. I would probably bet dollars to a dozen and a half donuts that you've never stepped foot in. But if, if you really want to go dancing, and I haven't been there in years, Rick's Lounge at Coronado Springs is the hidden gem of Walt Disney World. If you are looking for a wonderful nighttime adult lounge experience with music and dancing, there's TVs on one side, there's private rooms, there's food, there's amazing cocktails as well. Dancing? Dancing. I've missed the dancing. Dance how how you feel when I feel, yeah, I listen. DJ DJ Lou is about Uh to like go wicka wicka wop all over again. I had or, no idea there was dancing there. there it, is. it is one of the best lounges on property. Yep. And then if you look at like late night, like the, the after party is usually in Becky's room. And I'll tell you, the only wow. way to gain access, you knock three times, wow. pause, knock twice, pause, <laughs> then say off with their heads and she'll let you in. 
Wow. I, I, I changed the password just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more uh, quick okay. question. because And quick. It's not going to really be a quick question. But I'm going to save this one for last because I saw a word in there that got me all excited again. And that word was not necessarily buffet. Derek Spear (laughs) says, hey, Lou, so my parents love their grandchildren so much. How much do they love them? They love them so much that they decided to take us on a Disney Alaska cruise. Those if are you, the best grandparents. If you didn't ever. think your grandparents loved you, Disney oh Alaska gosh. Cruise is pretty much proof positive. That's the Having bar. never been on a Disney cruise, we have questions. I've got answers. What is the one must do activity on board and excursion, both with little ones, four years old and one year old, and adult activity? I'm hoping the wife and I can sneak off at least once. May the magic be with you, Derek Spear. Wow. Um, so, Derek, mm. I'm going to answer this question with a uh, a single quote from a, a wise elder statesman. His name was Han Solo, and I'm and I'm modifying <laughs> and paraphrasing. It's good, all of it. I love, 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 love the Alaska cruise, Becca. We have taken many. Dare I say too many? Cruises what? together. I'm kidding. How can you I, possibly have too many cruises? There's no such thing. Um, it was, I, I still believe that in terms of destinations, there's nothing like an Alaska cruise. It is, is my one kids. Where you say I told you so because I remember when I said, Lou, we need to go to Alaska. And you're like, I don't know. I never said that. Yeah, you did. You just said, I'm not going when it's cold. So uh, Wait, what? But the destination, we have said before, and it's true, the ship and the destination, especially yeah. now with the mon- the wonder being reimagined, is the attraction. Um, yeah. But and we can sort of go on and look. That's why I announced on the show without your knowledge that we're going I back know. in 2018, and I, you're still mad at me for that. Do you but, know how many days you put me to work just without one sentence? <laughs> but, My entire world was spun upside down. Yeah. So all right. So what is the one activity to do on board? And what is the excursion that they can do with kids and, and adult, adults as well? Wow. What? That's hard. That's really hard. You just want, that's the hard part. Um, on board. Because each, and I think you're, and I'm going to, because Tracy Arm and Skagway and Juno are three, you know, look, sometimes when you go on a, like a Caribbean cruise, but the islands can sometimes, you know, they're, they're different, but uh, some of the activities, I think... Tracy Arm and Skagway and Juno are like visiting three different planets. Yeah, it is. And and the the eight, the one year old does kind of throw a monkey wrench in the system of what the normal Alaska must bucket do list excursion is. But <clears throat> hmm. All right, where where are we going first? Are we going to well, do excursion or are we going to well, do on I, the ship? For excursion, I, I will tell you. Uh, oh. With a one year old. Uh, with a one year old. Um, I will tell you that going to the glaciers was nothing short of breathtaking. Yeah, it is. It is up an at experience. Mendenhall. You're talking yeah. about the one that we drove up to at Mendenhall in uh, in Juneau. You cannot experience that anywhere else. Um, there is nothing else like that. Um, and we mm. tried to articulate okay. this in the past that you can see pictures, you can hear us talk about it, but. There is something about stepping off the bus and walking a little bit towards that view of the glaciers, and it's still 
and it's quiet. And you look, I'm not a, you know, a big nature guy. I mean, I like to eat the plants and animals in it, but I'm not really. (laughs) But when you stand there and you have this sense of I'm not to get all, but you're sort of your place in the world and and just how small we really are and how beautiful this really is. um, There is nothing still to this day. I have never seen anything like that ever anywhere. It's pretty amazing. And Mendenhall Glacier is the only one that you can actually drive up to like that from uh, from an ex- excursion point of view. So uh, that's actually it does kind of nail it for the four year old and the one year old because it's easy to get to the whole entire family can go to. You can just stand back and go to the visitor center and admire the beauty that is nature. Uh, it also has all of those trails that you can go winding around into some of the back areas. And if it's the right time of year, you can actually see bears uh, that are kind of eating and frolicking around in that area. But you're safe because you're on a uh, lifted up platform. And there's um, park rangers that are there all the time spotting and watching the bear as well. So you do have that ability to do as much or as little and still be immersed in in the nature that is Alaska, which is the reason that you're going to Alaska to begin with. And I think that's a good choice. And I think too, look, I think in in any Disney experience, there is an educational opportunity as where mm-hmm. there and I think not just as a parent for your children, but I think for us as well. You know, we, especially here I was. I just wanted to be a sponge for to to learn as much as I can. And look, it's one thing to read about it; it's another thing to see it and experience. Yeah. And even when you are in uh, in Juno, you can when you go to Mendenhall, you can also learn. You can go like to the salmon hatchery, and there's like hands on mm-hmm. activities for kids. Um, what's nice is that after you see the salmon, you can go eat the salmon, which is even better. <laughs> the little salmon. We didn't get to do that. They have like the um, no, the salmon, salmon outdoor like campfire feast. Of mm-hmm. salmony goodness. If you can, if you can find a crab feast, those are even more fun. Those are really amazing because you you get in competitions and they bring out all these crab legs like crazy, and you stack up the crab legs and whoever's highest wins. It's it's kind of fun and nuts and laughter and flying crab. Fun and nuts. Is, I, I thought you were <laughs> describing yourself. But all right. So what's the one onboard wow. thing that they should do or this see, either collectively hard. as a family or yeah. this as is adults. hard. But I, I would say make sure to see the shows uh, because the the children will love the shows on board. And oh, I'm see, I'm, I'm thinking all kinds of things between. Pirate night. You can't miss that if it is pirate night on board the ship because sometimes they do change it up. Um, But I think making sure to take the family and enjoy the shows because they are Broadway quality shows. They are wonderful for the families and nothing like watching your little kids faces light up when they see their favorite characters, Um, which then takes it to the character greetings. Wow. Remember what they do in the lobby with all of the princesses, Mm -hmm. the, the princess greet? I've, I watched, you know, this little, probably not more than four or five year old girl just in her, I think, I thought her head was going to explode <laughs> seeing all the princesses and she got to go from one to another, to another, to another. And, and her mom was glowing. It, it was just a really neat thing to see. So don't miss that. As for, look, as adults, um, and, I, and obviously you can do this and I will tell you once again, the first place I ever entrusted my kids into the care of someone else was on a Disney ship. 
I think you, you maybe you're going with other members of your family, but if not, if you are comfortable with putting your kids into the kids club and the nursery, I would absolutely um, treat yourself to an experience at Palo, even if it's just for an hour or two, whether it's for brunch or for dinner, I would absolutely, absolutely um, do that for you and um, for doing your wife. A nice romantic Palo dinner right by the window. Oh, and Grand, look, Grandma so nice. and Grandpa are going to be there, too. So you got the built-in babysitters, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so and I think let me ask you a question. Let me yeah. ask you for your opinion. So if you were, to, if they could only get away just the two of them together one time or the four of them, would you recommend dinner or brunch, Apollo? You know, there's no wrong answer to that question. I, I know. But uh, I do like brunch. Uh, I, I do like brunch because I feel like I'm getting like I'm sticking it to the man because I'm getting breakfast getting all your and <laughs> lunch and you can really like you can draw that meal out um, as long as you like. And I think it also gives you too an opportunity, you know, look, I, I will tell you that I do like. You know, and this is something that that we've just lost over time. I, I like dressing for meals. I, I like getting dressed up sometimes for dinner. Getting so, getting a, a little bit dressed up, you can get a little bit more casual. I think at lunch, but I think too the views from the windows in Palo during the day are are just spectacular. And yeah, if you're looking for a memorable uh, experience, that's what I would do. I was going to say, especially during the day uh, on an Alaskan cruise, because you're going through those tight channels and you can see the. Um, some of the glaciers way back in the back, if you're going up through um, the inside passage, that really would be a wonderful experience. I agree. And it was uh, it was so good to uh, to quote Jack from Lost. We have to go back, Kate. I was uh, so lost on Lost. Oh, I love Lost. <laughs> Sorry. It's just one of those things. Go I Go back and watch it again. That. It's on the yeah, Netflix. Yeah. It's on the Netflix. So. All right. So that, listen, Becky, that is going to do it. I would love to hear from you, the listener. If you have thoughts, opinions, additions, criticisms, whatever it be about some of the questions that we've talked about, whether it's an activity that they need to do, a place to go dancing, if you have brought your pet to Walt Disney World and maybe have some uh, advice that we didn't think about, uh, where is your favorite quick service restaurant in Walt Disney World or some of those hidden gems? I would love for you to share those. Lots of different ways you can do it. You can go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast episode, leave the comment there. We'll keep the conversations going there. If Facebook is your thing, if that's your bag, baby, go to facebook.com slash Radio. Would love to have conversations happening there and or call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Be heard on the air. And if you want to go and experience any or all of these by yourself, with your friends, with us, your WW Radio family, please go to mousefantravel.com. Becky and her team will give you not just the pricing, but they'll give you years, dare I say decades worth of advice um, and the best possible prices all at no cost to you over at mousefantravel.com. And be sure to tell them that you heard about it right here on the WW Radio Show. Absolutely, because we want to know that Somebody's you know, listening. You're actually, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Is anybody out there? Is anybody listening? I love it. 
And uh, Becky, I, I look forward in it. We're we're hours away from getting oh on gosh. board the magic for our and you're not even ticket. Packed yet, are you? I'm you not are packed. Not packed. Uh, literally, like we are hours <laughs> away from setting sail on our e-ticket adventure. I've known about this for a year. I have not started packing as yet. I am so excited for this. I'm so. I was just looking over the manifest and the names and the people, like taking us back to the beginning of the show. I haven't seen some of these people for. A good couple of years in some cases, and I can't wait to but get us all back together and have a beverage and hang out with people for six days. It's and the cruises good. are a testament to what I've said for 10 years is that we are friends, whether we have met yet or not. So a lot of these people are repeat cruisers, people that we've met through the show over time. There's new people coming that I'm looking forward to meeting and becoming friends with, like IRL and eating at Cabanas with and all the things that are going to come from it. Um, <laughs> and so that's, you know, if you have maybe never cruised before or you've never cruised as a group before, I can tell you that there's nothing. And this is not me trying to, to sell our cruises, but I can tell you that cruising with a, a group of people, um, knowing that you have something in common and if that that commonality is not just a, a love of disney but you know the fact that you guys all listen becky you know it's amazing to see the friendships and the relationships yeah. that people that are coming on this cruise <laughs> met on cruises before became great friends and now come and cruise together and that's just and some of the beauty of, of what this community and this family that has become out of these yeah, and they travel together to Walt Disney World, and they travel together to Disneyland, and they do runs together, and it's really neat to see those friendships come together. And there's just such a fun feeling of, um, I guess, to put something kind of to rest, because a lot of people go, well, you know what, I, I haven't really met anybody in the community, I don't know anybody yet. The group cruises are the best way to go, because you, you don't have to do everything on the schedule. You can pop in and do the... Um, the welcoming thing, you can decide not to do something, however we really let, want, want you to be there, but you don't have to be. So you can do as many of the group activities or as little, you can be comfortable meeting new friends so that you have people to sail with next time. And it's such an amazing thing to, to be around like-minded people and you have something in common already because you already love Disney. And I will tell you that people are like, what's your favorite destination? When we do these group cruises, the destination doesn't matter. Um, right. I, I love doing it for the people. And this year, I am so excited to introduce something new that you what? nor anybody else has seen before. No, don't tell me there's something that you haven't told me. It's Disney Match Game. Insert campy, cheesy 70s music here. Aren't you I, don't think, I thought you like had that queued up there. To I am not packed because I spent a day writing questions, no. some of which may or may not have Becky Mankin's name in it. No. <laughs> this is going to be fun. No. We are going to have fun. The adult version, right? And listen, for those of you who can't join us on this cruise, I still want to take you with us. Uh, we're probably going to record something there. Definitely do me a favor. Turn on your notifications on Facebook or Twitter. I'm going to try and go live once, twice, thrice, however many times I can while we are on the cruise from New York to Puerto Rico, maybe even from Puerto Rico or New York. We'll have to see. So uh, please do me a favor. Facebook.com slash Radio or I'm Facebook.com slash Lou Mangiello and follow me on the Twitter at Lou Mangiello, and also be sure and follow Mouse Fan Travel on all their social. Becky, I need to go pack. I need to get on a... I'm getting on a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again, but I cannot <laughs> wait to see you in the NYC. 
I've missed you. I can't wait to get get everybody back together. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. I have missed the Disney magic as well. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, at, at Becky Hagen, by the way, too. Because I'll be telling all kinds of stories, backstories about Mulan Jello. Time for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, where I invite you to test your knowledge, not just of Walt Disney World history, but sometimes in the details in what you see and sometimes in what you hear, maybe even in what you eat. And if you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week I was in and talking about and always excited about Epcot Center and was talking about Mouse Gear, the largest retail store in any of the Walt Disney World Resort theme parks located inside Innoventions in Future World. But that wasn't always known as Mouse Gear and your question was to tell me what was the location's original name? Once again, thanks to the hundreds of you who entered and got this one correct because you know that Mouse Gear opened in 1999 as part of the Millennium Celebration but originally, it was known as the Centorium, and when it was open, it was actually a two-floor shop, and then it was converted to one story when it opened up as Mouse Gear. So next time you're in Mouse Gear, look up, and you'll see that there actually used to be a second floor up there, even though the size expanded from about 13,000 feet to 19,000 feet, incorporating some space that was originally used as the Epcot Discovery Center and the Epcot Pole Theater. That being the case, it doesn't matter if you got that part right or wrong because I took all of the correct entries, randomly selected one, and again, you were playing for the 102 ways to save money for an at Walt Disney World book, the WW Radio Magic Band cover, all seven of my virtual audio walking tours of the parks, which are available on the WW Radio shop and iTunes, some WW Radio stickers, and because it's Halloween, I also threw in the insulated WW Radio hot and cold travel mug. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Irene K. So, Irene, congratulations. I do have your address because you did use the online form. I will get your prize package out to you right away. But if you played last week and didn't win, that's okay. Because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So, this week was Halloween, and I love Halloween. Um, it is one of my favorite holidays, and it's not because it's about the candy or getting to dress up as your favorite superhero, or in my case, Ewok, which I only get to do once a year and an occasional Saturday night. But really, I, I think it's such a wonderful opportunity for parents and kids to have fun together. And for us, no matter how old you are, to be a kid again, even if you don't have kids. And I think sometimes being able to put on a mask and pretend to be something or somebody else or something super is a lot of fun. Um, and nothing seems to matter on Halloween, right? It's not about, there's no religion, race, color, beliefs, left, right, black, white, yellow, purple. We're all just a, a bunch of people out having fun. And it's a time when we, we literally and figuratively open up our doors and our homes to strangers we may have never met before, even though they might live right next door or down the street. And we give with no expectation of anything in return. We go out and we spend money for no other reason than to make other people, these strangers, smile and be happy. And we laugh and we joke and we play together 
and we are incredibly kind and, and generous to everyone we meet. Halloween kind of brings out the best in people, and sometimes I wish every day was a little bit like Halloween. Didn't mean to go off on a tangent. You only care about the trivia question, so of course it has to be Halloween-related because I love it not just out in the world but in the Disney world and one of my favorite parades in Walt Disney World. Now, I'm not usually a parade guy. Is Mickey's Boo to You Halloween Parade. And the quintessential, my favorite part of the parade is when the Headless Horseman comes riding down through Liberty Square and Frontierland and down Main Street, USA. So your question this week is to tell me, in what animated short does the Headless Horseman appear? And by animated short, I mean what Disney animated short does the Headless Horseman appear? Again, you're playing for the book, the tours, the Magic Band cover, the stickers. I will also give you a travel mug, but I'm going to give you a bonus question as well. You don't need to answer this one in order to get the prize package, but here's a bonus question for you. Because tell me, what was the name of the Halloween-themed event? It was a hard ticket. It was a, another hard ticket event that was held in the Magic Kingdom in 1979. It was held one year, only in 1979, and then a few years later, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party debuted. So tell me, for a bonus, what was the name of the Halloween-themed event that took place in the Magic Kingdom in 1979? If you get the bonus question right, I'm also going to send you a WW Radio t-shirt and a WW Radio iPhone case. So good luck and have fun. is going to do it for this week's show. Thank you again so very much for listening. I sincerely, sincerely appreciate you and the time that is so valuable to you that you choose to share with me. Again, quick thanks to some new members of the WW Nation family, including Eric Bach, Megan Eichner, and Chauncey Friend. I sincerely appreciate you and the fact that you help to support the show and the community. And if you want to find out how to get exclusive monthly rewards like scavenger hunts, our private Facebook group, personalized magic band cover, backpacks, t-shirts, logo gear, monthly care packages from Walt Disney World, exclusive live video group calls and more, you can please visit www.radio.com support. Also, don't forget that the purge of my Disney collection is still going on on eBay. New auctions begin and end every Sunday night at wdwradio.com slash ebay again sunday night 9 p.m new auctions begin and end i have cast member materials documents books maps attraction scripts um theme park merchandise pins artwork vinylations and more also while you're on the site please be sure and check out our amazing team of blog writers are subscribed to our newsletter and also check out the weekly videos as well. If you have a question for the show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com, or a comment, leave a voicemail at 407-900-9391. Please connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangello on the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram and the Pinterest, and like the page over at facebook.com slash Radio. And of course, nothing, as you know, beats a handshake and a hug. Please join us for the monthly meetups in Walt Disney World. Going to try and schedule November's, possibly during Destination D in a couple of weeks. And if you can't join us on the cruise next week, hopefully you will join us in 2017 for the Double Dip Cruise and some of the other events we have planned. And see you at D23 Expo as well. 
I also do a lot of traveling to speak uh, to conferences and to businesses and at schools. And I try and do on-the-road events when I can. And if I can maybe help you by speaking at your event or to your school or working with you or your business, I would love to try and help work with you to get you from where you are to where you want to be. You allow and empower me to do what I love every day. And I would love to try and find ways to do that with you. I will be announcing my next Momentum event in Walt Disney World soon. So stay tuned for that. Thanks as always to Becky Mankin. Thanks to Tim from Celebrations Magazine. You can find that over at celebrationspress.com. And thanks to you, uh, because as always, my friends, and you are my friends, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Tell your friends about it. Let others know that you're listening. Tweet out a link to the show. Tag me at Lou Mangello. Share it on Facebook, even better yet. And please take a minute. Go review the show over in iTunes. Thanks to you. We have more than 1,200 five-star reviews. Would love to keep them coming. Want to thank some recent reviewers like Kate Lincoln, who says, this is my favorite way to get my Disney fix. She's been listening for four years, and it's her favorite way. She learns something new every week, and it helps fill the time between the Disney trips. Sincerely, Danny Rose. It's, it's entertaining with lots of fun and information. And mesmerize is the best Disney World connection besides going there. If you would like to leave a review, you can visit www.radio.com slash iTunes. It'll take you right over there, give you instructions on how to do it. And huge thanks to DJ Technoid Ricky Reed for his Boo to You Halloween Tech Mix. You can find that and some of his other remixes over on SoundCloud. I'll link to his profile in the show notes. And finally, and most importantly, I, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to tune in, for sharing your time with me, whether you listen at home, at work, in the car, while you're out, wherever it may be. Um, I sincerely, sincerely appreciate, and I am grateful to and for you every day. And in the spirit of the Halloween season, I want you to try and do something today, right now. Do something today that scares you, that frightens you. And I don't mean that's something that's scary Take on a new challenge or set yourself a new goal and resolve to start and more importantly, finish something that maybe you've been thinking about, but you never executed on. And then don't just do it today, but resolve to keep that momentum going and repeat it daily. And at the end of the day, say, all right, you know, today I dared to do X. And and if you trust me, I promise that you'll be happy that you did. And you will, as Walt said, keep moving forward. I hope that you have the very best week ever and that every week gets better and better thank you so very much so until next time see ya hey Lou I was listening to an older show the top 10 Walt Disney World wishes I just got to it the other day so I know I'm a little late with my voicemail but uh, my name is Josh by the way from Ohio and I had this uh, thought when you were talking about the attraction themed hotels and which attractions would you like to see become a hotel room you know a really detailed themed hotel room and stuff and I was thinking it's kind of funny to think about almost the opposite which would be the most horrible hotel rooms to see uh, attractions to see as a hotel room like I was the first thing that came into my mind was the great movie ride and specifically the alien scene and just this idea that there would be a room that would be so terrifying that while you slept uh, at some time to time you really didn't know when it would be but from the ceiling would come a bunch of fog and the alien creature would come down over your bed 
that would just be like the most terrifying room of all time. You never knew, knew when it was going to come, but you knew sometime during the night you'd hear a loud noise and you'd see the alien pop out above your bed. Um, you know, so I think it would be funny to uh, hear some people's ideas or your ideas of uh, what would be the worst attraction to see as a hotel room, kind of like that idea, just, just for different reasons. All right, hey, keep up the good work. And uh, we'll uh, hear from you soon. Thanks. Hi, Lou. It's Doug again from Scottsdale. Remember the last question that you asked the master, where would you take Walt if you could take him anywhere to eat? And uh, ours is, would, would be, mine would be Blue Bayou and, and Disneyland and it ties in so many things. It's our favorite, my family's favorite place to eat. And I know that uh, he really enjoyed uh, Pirates of the Caribbean ride. It's one of our favorite rides. And uh, really enjoyed Hill of Square. That was personal to him. And I think uh, Blue Bayou would be a spectacular place to have six hours with uh, Walt Disney. Thanks, Mike. Hi, Lou. This is Autumn calling. I'm from St. Louis. I just got done listening to the um, the uh, the Factor Fiction podcast, and I loved it, uh, especially when you guys are talking about the superstars of television. I've only been to Walt Disney World once, and that was when I was 10 years old back in 1995. And I actually got to be on superstars of television, and I was part of the, the moon landing one, which was really fun. I think my parents still have a video of that somewhere. Um, but I'm really excited to say that I convinced my husband to take a belated honeymoon to uh, Walt Disney World next January, starting the 23rd. So we're really excited. So I have to say thank you to him for making my dreams come true. So uh, your podcasts are always wonderful, amazing, inspiring. You know, you know they're great. We love them. Um, so anyway, thank you so much, and I uh, hope to see you in the world in January. Mr. Mangello, Robert Canchola out here in California. I hope all is well. Keep up the great work. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm referencing uh, show number 460 in regards to moments that you know, we would have loved to have been uh, witness to or been a part of. And I'm, I assume you're going to just get countless voicemails on this because, I mean, who wouldn't want to be a part of all of those monumental uh, you know, moments in Disney history, especially being there with Walt, seeing how he how he operates the studios, working with his brother Roy, who I I don't think gets a fair amount of credit that he deserves because without Roy, I don't think the the Disney company would be anywhere near uh, what they were able to take it to. And and kudos to him. And I would love to you know see how those two got along with each other all of the time. But uh, one key area that I think, or one key moments. Uh, that I think uh, stuck out for me, and I'm surprised wasn't mentioned on the show, is uh, the 1948 trip that both he and Ward Kimball uh, took out to, or I'm sorry, that both Walt Disney and Ward Kimball took out to uh, both the Chicago Railroad Fair as well as Greenfield Village, and how much of an impact that had on the on the ultimate design and um, you know conceptualizing Disney and Disneyland out here in Anaheim and and, and going forward as well. I mean with the with the uh, the New Orleans section and the Indian Village and the Frontier section, and then stopping at the Greenfield uh, Greenfield Village with Henry Ford's Greenfield Village and and uh, having the old Main Street design and, and so on. I just I think being able to experience that and just being able to uh, witness how Walt was absorbing that all up like a sponge and and then how that ultimately then panned out to being um, you know uh, his uh, 
his his ideas for Disneyland as a whole. So anyway, that's one of the areas or one of the moments in time that I think I would have loved to have been a part of and uh, and experienced with them. Hope all's well. Keep up the great work and see you next summer for the double dip. from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise Hurry back, hurry back. Be sure to bring your death certificate if you decide to join us. Make final arrangements now. We've been dying to have you. 